Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. What's up, Busted Open Nation, and welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. I am Bully Ray, and today it's the fat and the furious version of our podcast. Me and my good friend, Tommy Dreamer, talking all things Pro wrestling. We're going to dive into AEW and who Tommy thinks could benefit from their new time slot on TNT the most. I'm going to get Tommy's take on Raw and SmackDown from Madison Square Garden and what it meant to the current roster living in the shadows of Steve Austin and The Undertaker. Also, huge breaking news. Tommy is a part of Impact Wrestling and Impact will now be on Access TV right after Bound for Glory. We got so much to talk about, and of course, we'll be talking with you, the Busted Open Nation, taking all your calls. So sit down, turn it up to 11, pour yourself a drink, smoke a cigar, do what you gotta, but have some fun with us right here. Fat and the Furious, Busted Open Podcast. Tommy, Raw and SmackDown returned to Madison Square Garden for the first time in 10 years. It was a big deal for the WWE. The shows I thought were entertaining. I gave the edge to Raw this week. Did you see both shows and just a 30,000 feet overview? What did you think of the product this week? Uh, I did. First off, I got to give a shout out to Mark Henry. that uh, He picked that song for us to come back at a commercial break. It actually reminds me of my stomach right now because I'm kind of hungry. That beginning. Aww. Um uh, and also that Roman commercial, uh, the read was very, very good, and I need to get some information on that. I'm asking for a friend. Um, and uh, it's Zach I have Ryder. a couple of pictures. It's Zach Ryder. What are you asking me for? Oh, uh, he hates it when you make fun of his hair. <laughs> hey, I got him a Topics uh, sponsorship. Um, Bro, he, 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 he said to me, like, sometimes he's like, don't slam me at a certain angle because all the dust comes off my head and it ends up on the mat. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we'll hook him up with some Roman. Uh, I don't need it. I'm, I have, I have a, an illustrious uh, hairline. Anyway, um, I thought Raw was phenomenal. I really, really enjoyed it. I loved the opening segment, and then I listened to the show, and I listened to your critique of it, and I saw it on the Twitter machine, too, of how long do you think WWE can keep on going back to uh, these guys. The beginning of Raw made me remember why I loved the 90s so much even though at those times I was locked in a studio doing creating a show called ECW but when nine o'clock came 
the studio would shut down and Mr. Heyman had the remote and we would go back and forth. But And even though I was taping it on my VCR um, and I would go back and watch it, but it was just, it was fun. It was so ad-libbed and Steve Austin did what Steve Austin always does like that, delivers. And even the non-PG uh, comments, you know, uh, when just reacting to what the fans, everyone's, you know, chanting asshole at uh, AJ Styles. And thankfully, there was a bigger, the bigger star in the sense of somebody who was able to hang with him was AJ Styles. I don't know who else could have hung with him. And it was really, really good to see because sometimes they have put, the bigger stars with other talents, and that hasn't really happened to give the rub the way they wanted to give the rub. But I thought the opening segment was raw. It was a fun show. Cedric and AJ uh, had a great match. And if you think about it, I looked at, you know, I have TiVo, and I look at all the times. I was like, wow, we're 30 minutes in. It felt like it was fresh. And then the main event was a nice, fun main event. Very, very solid show. I thought SmackDown... Wait, stop for a second. Let's not get to SmackDown yet, because you said something that I, I really want to dissect a little bit here. You said that watching the opening of Raw reminded you of what Raw was like in the Attitude Era. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing for the current roster right now? If I'm just like I said, if I'm an independent wrestler, I need to look in the mirror and say, "How forget can I, about the would forget you about shut the up? I'm making no, you shut here. up. I don't want you to digress. I want you to stick with the main roster right now. The same can be said with people on the main roster. I want to be in that spot. I want to be the next Steve Austin. Uh, you need to be able to go to your boss, whether whoever it is, and say, "I need that stuff done." Since Paul Heyman has taken over, I do see there's other talents who are getting pushed. Um, and they're getting pushed based upon their work rate and then their entertainment factor. If Vince says, I don't want you pushing that person, that person's not going to be pushed. But remember Steve Austin. He went, he was, you know, the ringmaster. It wasn't happening for him. And then he just kind of was like, ah, eh, you know what? F it. And then Austin 316 was born. And a lot of times, talent, you have told stories of you going over on time. And Vince McMahon, you get that look in the back. And he was just like, if you ever go over that much again on time, basically I'm going to kill you if it's not good. You don't want to risk going over on time. But the ta more so for the company, they should say, how the hell are we going to keep this up? And they need to ride that momentum. I, I don't know how it is in Ring of Honor. I know how it is in Impact. And I know how it is in AEW because I've been in both locker rooms. Positive, positive, positive reinforcement because they have been good. When the shows, I said the first night when we were in Mexico, the house wasn't that good. Tessa Blanchard said one of the greatest things a talent has ever, ever said to me. And she said, Tommy, how do you get so alive and, and come up for a, a crowd that's not responding. I said, that's number one, my job. Number two, have you ever had a real job? It sucks. And this is your dream. And then I said, hey, do you know all those studio shows that uh, used to watch your father uh, wrestle? They used to have to make their money uh, and how you were put through school because of those st little studio shows that held about 100 people. And nobody didn't take a lot of bumps. Uh, nobody didn't, oh, I'm not going to take bumps. No one didn't, uh, oh, maybe I'll take a backdrop on the concrete. This was back in the 80s. And that studio wrestling, those people 
were always entertained and they were always alive. You and I have been ingrained with I'm going to work if there's 10 people in the house or if there's 10,000 people in the house or 100,000 people in the house. We're going to all go work. We're going to give everything that we have. The people in the WWE, more so management, say, how the hell are we going to find these next breakout stars? Because it's, you know, it's not just about the brand. It has to be about everybody. And you have so many great, wonderful talents that can do that. But then it's up to the writing and it's all that stuff. But, hey, if I'm I, – I, you and I, me and, me and Raven, you and I, we used to come up with our own stuff. And then we would go to our boss, hey, we want to do this, this, and this. And he would, like, run with the ball. And we never fumbled the ball. So and 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 that and that's a phenomenal answer if I would have asked a different question. My point is this, you said it reminded you of the attitude era raws. If you're a fan watching, <clears throat> excuse me, at home, is it good that you're thinking about shows from 20, 25 years ago knowing that the current stars are not getting the same reaction as a 56-year-old guy who is practically retired. Steve Austin was the most over guy in the WWE this past Monday night. So is it good that we're reminding the people of 25 years ago? And when is the WWE ever going to get out of the shadow? Or when is the current roster ever going to get out of the shadow of a stone-cold Steve Austin? Uh, I thought AJ Styles stepped up. I would love to see AJ Styles versus Steve Austin. And guess what? AJ Styles then went and wrestled uh, a phenomenal match. And then the main event was very, very strong. And Seth Rollins carried the ball. And so did Braun Strowman. So, and Steve Austin wasn't out there for that part of the match. So it, you need that. I thought it was a perfect mix for how you should uh, do it. You and I were there when they brought The Rock back for... Uh, and with Roman Reigns, and it was like negative reaction. There was nothing negative about it uh, with Steve Austin. It was all positive. It was an all-positive segment. And then if you want to go the other route, the, it didn't pop a rating. It didn't do well in the ratings because of two really, really good Monday Night Football uh, games. I never go by ratings. I go by quality entertainment. And WWE on Monday night produced quality entertainment. And as a wrestling fan, I'm happy with that. And also, the rating system is skewed. Don't even get me started on that because it's really early in the morning. I'm already sweating from my walk from the train station. You've already got me angry. Good. That's the whole idea, to piss you off. It's like when we wrestle. I back you up into a corner, and then I smack you in the face oh, as yeah. hard as I can so you'd have a little energy. If not, it's like wrestling a walrus going uphill uh, in January with molasses. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. You know what I think is funny, Dreamer? Like, there are some people on social media who, like, they, 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 they listen to our fat jokes and they read our fat jokes and they think we hate each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you, guys, legit- you guys don't? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. When, uh, I, I find it extremely entertaining. I enjoyed the uh, the cat, the fatty shack uh, thing that you put up yesterday, and some of those comments, man, they were. I was legit laughing out loud. Speaking of legit laughing out loud, I just received a text message from 
good old David LaGreca, and he wrote, I wrote a letter to FNN to keep Polynesian Championship Wrestling on the air. And he also wrote a letter to TBS when they canceled uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling. And I wrote back, uh, I wrote to TBS when they canceled Mid-South Wrestling. Meanwhile, I didn't know Mid-South Wrestling was like, you know, they were merging with everything. I was so mad when they canceled uh, Mid-South Wrestling. Uh, so, yeah, we used to write letters to our <laughs> local cable places. I was so angry. Did you ever write a letter to anybody, Bubba? Like, yeah, uh, I wrote a letter. Fan seriously, letters? I wrote, yes, I did to the Dallas Cowboys and to the New York Yankees, and those bastards never got back to me. I'm still waiting. You're still waiting for the call? Yeah. Could be but the you, next you Bo look, Jackson? It, it, it's amazing because uh, me, you, and LaGreca all grew up in the same area. We uh, We grew up in God's country, which was New York City. And LaGreca grew up in the shithole, which is New Jersey. Uh, and that's not a knock on New Jersey or anybody uh, from New Jersey. It's just a knock on LaGreca um, and his working uh, hospital angle. You guys watched so much more wrestling than I did. I don't know how you found this stuff. Like, we all were I knew. Dedicated. Was, yeah, but all I knew about was like the WWE on Channel 9 and uh, Ch- World Championship Wrestling. Uh, on TBS, you guys found like the stuff from Puerto Rico and all this other crap you're talking about. Through Did you have a magazine. life? Uh, yeah. Did you have a life? Well, I was a little heavy set, and sometimes I didn't really go out that much. <laughs> husky. I'd wear my husky jeans and uh, watch wrestling. Remember when your mom used to take you shopping? That's how we and bonded. And your mom would be holding your hand as like a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid, and she'd go up to the lady at the counter at like Macy's, and she'd be like, excuse me, miss, where's the husky section? <laughs> yeah, and then your mom would give you an ugly pan of, pair of brown corduroys to try on, and they could hear you coming down the hallway in school from like half a mile away. You were rich from Dick's Hills. I went to, uh, oh, I had to go to Sears in White Plains. Sears was the only place that carried... Uh, husky pants as well as that's where you'd have to go through the sears catalog to find out like your nfl gear or your baseball gear and then uh, i would have to usually get two pairs of pants because they would uh fade in the crotch area from walking and it'd be like and or so the worst was my mom would put patches in between your legs oh my god and you would have patches so you'd have to keep your school pants so I'd be walking around with patched pants in between my crotch area. Now I have I can... for my large dong, but that's for other reasons. I just had to say that just to get off my fat, my fat shaming of myself. Dear God, from your fat shaming to your to your dong, I want to go back out to the nation now because they have been patient. Jeremy in Florida, are you excited for Wednesday nights? And what are you going to be watching, NXT or AEW? I am very excited for Wednesday nights. Uh, um, um, I'm gonna. That's a really tough question because I, to be quite honest, I'm watched uh, three of the four of the AEW pay per views, and a lot of the botches I see on. I do see a lot of botches in AEW, probably because they're not um, used to television or events like that that are televised. Let me ask you a question. Why do you use the word? uh, Hold on, kid. How come you use the word like botches? Uh, Because I noticed, uh, like you did, so like the because the casino battle royal that uh, a lot of the moves were not hit correctly, and NXT superstars are completely flourished in uh, 
in ring activity because they had more uh, more practice with it. Uh, that's just in my opinion, if I may okay. be so honest. Okay, sure. Now, Your honesty um, is appreciated, and you are correct. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to hear from you, Tommy. I haven't heard you on the show in a long time, and I never got a chance to say it, but Bully, I loved your show on Ozzy's Boneyard. You did a great job. He did do a great job. He's a frustrated rock and roller his entire life. <laughs> Seriously, I, now, that, is, that is so true, because I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be a rock star first and a pro wrestler second, but Meatloaf already cornered the market <laughs> on the 300-pound front man, so I was shit out of luck. Because I could have been a better front man than Meatloaf. One time I sang Livewire with Jericho, and I was so excited that when I raised the microphone up to my mouth, I chipped my front tooth. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. But I, I did want to talk, say something, because um, I don't know if the nation knows this, but next Wednesday when NXT is on USA, it's only going to be on for one hour. The second hour will be on the WWE Network, and I'm not sure if that was touched upon here but i just wanted the nation to know that it will go two hours on usa on october 2nd where they will directly compete with aew i just wanted them to know that jeremy thank you very much for the information i actually did not know that tommy did you i did not know that either uh so they're just going to go one hour this uh following week and then the next hour will be on the network up until october 2nd that's pretty I mean, interesting I'm not- yeah, I'm not shocked. I mean, WWE probably scrambled with USA to get NXT on, and really they only need to to get, you know, one or two weeks on. And I, I guess it's just going to be one week. They're going to beat them by the, to the punch by one week. Uh, no, not one two week. Weeks. Two weeks, right? Yeah, two weeks. So two weeks of uh, NXT before you get AEW. As an analyst here, this is my job. When they're talking about botched, I got to just tell you from experience, if you go back and look at any – early Tommy Dreamer match uh, with Raven where everyone was like, oh, we were the best, we were the greatest feud. I would all the time shoot reverse. Raven would go for a drop kick. I would hold the ropes and then knee him in the balls. Uh, Ric Flair knee drop to his balls. Raven would pop up, sell his balls, and what would I do? I would shoot him off and run him. If I saw somebody do that today, I would heal the hell out of them and say, how much sense did that make that you did that? But back then, I didn't have anyone telling me that that made sense. So with botched spots or people being inexperienced in AEW uh, doing that stuff, that is up to the coaches, that is up to uh, the veterans, that is up to everybody in that locker room to sometimes police themselves. And like you said, uh, NXT guys have more and girls have more and more practice to do that. Just, you know, AEW, they're, they're not running live events uh, all the time, but they're going right into the fire and you know how you got to expect there's going to be mess ups like that. If you don't know Sirius XM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy Sirius XM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of Sirius XM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new Sirius XM streaming subscribers. Sirius XM, no car required. Wednesday night, October 2nd. You got to say it with a little more like, you know, no, 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 no. War. 
Okay. Uh, Wednesday, October <laughs> 2nd, there is an yes. impending war between NXT and AEW. Let's welcome up to the stage Mercedes. And remember, <laughs> gentlemen, the more you tip, the more she'll strip. Uh, you're going to have to watch one show live, Tommy. And you're going to have to DVR, or as you like to say, TiVo, because you live in the dark ages. Um, which one are you going to watch live? I don't watch anything live. Um, okay, but which one is going to command your attention first? AEW. Um, Why? Because I'm rooting for them, and uh, I want to see them succeed. I have close personal relationships with majority of the talent and i the owner is the one of the most impressive things uh to me about aew for how hard he works i also learned the backstory of his father and his father's uh rise to wealth and he's a hard i love hardworking people and how can you not get behind something new and somebody who's working so so hard and when you're in the trenches trenches you have nothing but have earned my respect and you know me uh and you'll see it and i've seen it there's people who just kiss ass and there's people who are just there to have a job that's not me could care less i love to work hard i love to teach help the younger talents i love to be in there wrestling as well and uh you know i would watch that first and uh tivo and I'm TiVo rich. I have three of them. And uh, TiVo, I'll TiVo both because, but I would, if I had the choice, I would watch AEW live and I would TiVo NXT. You know, Tommy, a lot of people get pissed off at me because I compare AEW to ECW, but I do it in a very, um, uh, it's like the highest compliment that I can pay to AEW. Did you see the video on social media about a week or so ago? Uh, I believe the BWO was dressed up as Kiss, which was, was one of my favorite BWO segments ever uh, with the meanie Stevie, Donnie Allen, and uh, I don't know, somebody else. Um, and Tony Khan is there in the front row with his dad. Like... To me, that was just so incredible to see. Like, I can point to a 12-year-old Tony Khan in the ECW arena during our heyday, and there he is witnessing and experiencing how special this place is. And then fast forward, I guess, 20 years later, whatever it is, and now he's recreating that new special place. By any chance, did you see the video? I did. And, uh, you know, your thoughts uh, of Tony or uh, of what you just said. And I said that it had that great. Vi it had that same vibe. It gave every single thing that you want out of professional wrestling. And, you know, if you look at it, you have, uh, you know, the young bucks, they, they've gone all in. And you remember their story, you know, where and, and they've reposted it, you know, even a year ago, they were like, we were uncertain about our future. And, you know, with Tony, I'll tell you one great thing. And I know you and I told him straight to his face. You know what I really he went out there and he just thanked everybody for being at that show at the end of the show. This was off the air. He went and thanked everybody for being there. And in the most humblest, pure little kid, he went. Thank you, mom. I love you. His mom was there, too. And here's a guy 
who's put everything on his lo- on the line and still took the time to thank his mother. And I, my mom came over last night, and at times when she talks to me, I have to become a 12-year-old boy again. And when he did that, I said, dude, you know what? I really, really like you, and I could care less about money I could care is because you thanked your mom publicly for that. And I go, he will for, for that little, little thing, he will always have that same, I will always have respect for him because to do that, that's something cool because that's, you're a human being. And I root for, I root for the underdog and I root for people like that because like I said, he's a hardworking dude. Well, he also, he like also said, got mailed, mad at me because I picked the Chiefs over the Jaguars this week and uh, yeah, I forgot that he follows me on social media. He's like, how could you pick the Jags? And I was like, eh, I don't bet with my heart, I bet with my gut and my, butt is, my gut is never wrong. Just look at it. And I was right. And you- and it's much bigger. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. What is his name? He used he was a rapper. He was on Celebrity uh, Fit Club. Uh, he sang, you, you got what I need. Oh, Biz Marquee. Biz Marquee. I'm in the office and I get, yo, is this Tommy Dreamer? And I was just like, yes. And he goes, yo, this is Biz Marquee. I was told that you're the guy to hire in the WWE. And I was like, okay. And he wanted to be a wrestler. And Biz Marquee, and I was like, there's no way this is happening in my life. And it turned out that uh, Simon Dean had given him my number. They met him in an airport. And he wanted to be, he wanted me to hire him in WWE with no wrestling experience. But him calling me and like that straight up, such recognizable voice, at first I thought it was a rib, but when he called me, it was awesome. This is Biz Marquis. This is Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> you didn't hire him? No, they passed that. I would love to go to Vince. Hello, Vince. I'm bringing this Biz Marquis uh, to the company. What's, what's a Biz Marquis, Tommy? <laughs> That's what he would say. I don't get it. What the hell is a Bismarck key? Back here on Busted Open, I'm the devil, he's Tommy Dreamer, and we're talking about uh, impact, which I never thought I'd ever say in my life. Anyway, uh, the breaking news Breaking is that news. Obviously, yesterday we got the breaking news of impact buying a majority share, or, or um, Anthem buying a majority share in Access TV, and today we got the, the news just about 20 minutes ago that Impact will now debut on Access TV. Tommy, you're a part of the company, so obviously you're going to have personal feelings about this. You have experienced just about everything that there is to experience in pro wrestling, so give me some genuine feelings for yourself. Be selfish for a minute, not that you're not every other minute of the day, but tell me how you're feeling right now about this uh, uh, this announcement. It's great. It's great for, you know, and you said it earlier, the, the wrestlers have always worked so, so hard, and the ripple effect of now that they're on a bigger station, more people want to come out and see them. It's performing in front of larger audiences. You know, Impact, uh, I don't know if you guys ever talked about this uh, at our last tapings impact is now paying for everybody's hotel rooms so everybody's hotel rooms are now paid it was a concern because people like hey you know what they're not making as much as they do when they wrestle uh 
for if you you know their contracts if they were in for WWE. But you know what? When you're in WWE, they don't pay for your hotels or your rental cars. Uh, Impact Wrestling has said they're taking care of that, and now this is just another step forward for progress, and it's a progress, and uh, it's it's great. And, you know, for me working with Impact, I'm very, very happy behind the scenes because, again, it's going to be more eyes on the uh, the talent and, and the product. And I also work in AEW, so I'd like to officially announce, and I know Mr. LaGreca is watching, since uh, Access with Mark Cuban, my favorite basketball team, is now the Dallas Mavericks, and I love the Jacksonville Jaguars, just so everyone knows where I stand on that. Who do you think chases the hug more, you or LaGreca? Who do you think... Um, <laughs> I don't chase the hug. I'm just. You sounded like Raven. That was that was imitating you. You went me imitating Raven. Uh, Tommy, who do you think? Raven called me at five o'clock in the morning one time when I was a young boy in ECW just to tell me I was the shits. Legit woke me up. Like no, actually woke up my mother. My mother knocked on. You my mother knocked on my door and she and she's like, Mark. There's a raven on the phone. And I scrambled out of bed like a... I was like, oh, my God, Mom, that's that, that's raven. You don't understand. He's like a god at ECW. Oh, my God. And I, I picked up the phone. Uh, uh, hello, sir? Uh, kid, yeah, uh, this is raven. Uh, I just watched one of your matches, and uh, you're the shits. <laughs> but you. you might have some potential. <laughs> By the way, Tom, uh, being a fan of the Mavericks makes no sense now because Mark Cuban sold Access TV. He doesn't own it anymore. He has nothing to duh. do with it. Duh. He's still no. He's got a small percentage. Trust me. I'm in. I know me and Mark Cuban are like this. But that's, uh, you're We're splitting. Gonna, I love. I, I love his sandwiches way. as well. I love the way oh, Mark the Cuban sandwich. Oh dear God. <laughs> Give him the honey, Junior. Hey. Oh, by the way, uh, you're going to be eating a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant very, nah. very shortly. My best new friend, Mark Cuban, does. I hang out with a lot of billionaires, man. I'm. I'm so. I'm not. I'm TiVo rich and real rich. Have you ever watched Shark Tank? Hmm. That's Mark Cuban's show. I watch it every week. <laughs> Dear God. No, the I don't I don't part, even know that show. I know that the about, guy for the low back tracks went on that show, and he's changed my life. You should all go out and get low back tracks. You'll never have low back pain. Continue, Bubba. The, the I love Mark Cuban on Shark Tank because he's dealing with a bunch of millionaires, and he's a billionaire, so everybody bids, and then Mark Cuban just comes back over the top and outbids everybody. It's awesome. And he just does not give a flying rat's ass. Um, Are there sharks involved in this show? Yes. You have to escape uh, there's the shark two, there's, there's two whales involved in this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to get back out to the Busted Open Nation because I want to get their take on uh, the the impact news. Heading out to Queens, New York, the home of the Elks Lodge. Dude, Jonathan. I'm ha- passing right past it. I'm passing right past it. I'm, oh God, I'm on my way to the 59th Street Bridge. I got goosebumps. Tom, nice. Bubba. Reminds me of simpler times, dude. I'm 35 years old. I remember going to my first ECW event at the Outside. You guys are talking Impact. It is like the best time to be a wrestling fan. I don't care who you are, what side you're on. It You can't tell me that there's a better time right now. At no, all. That, but, listen, we agree with you, man. And, and thanks for the call, Jonathan. And uh, you driving by the Outside was really, really cool. Tommy, it, 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 we've been talking about it. You said it earlier in the show. No better time to be a fan, right? Correct. And the Elks Lodge is now, which is where that was the Madhouse of Extreme for back in the day in ECW. I believe it is a Korean church now. And uh, All right. they only knew the sins that went on in that church. They need a whole exorcism to uh, clean that place out. But uh, a lot of DNA in that building. <laughs> Joe, 
in North Kakalaka. Joe, you are a dedicated Nation fan. Always see you on the old Twitter machine. What do you think about Impact's breaking news? I like it. Actually, I've been on hold since yesterday. What's up? LaGreca doesn't like taking phone calls or something? Joe, you know how he is. Yeah, I know. I've been on hold since yesterday. You guys put me on hold. It's been a continuous loop of uh, Luke Thomas, MMA Tonight, you guys, and Hansi sleeping on hold. That's Joe, what Joe, not, not, don't say, Joe, don't say you guys. It's not me. He's in control yesterday. I'm in control today, so I took your call immediately. I've been on hold for 26 hours, so cool. Kick ass. All right. All stop right. Flapping, flapping your gums and ask a question. No, I'm going to be honest with you. You know what? Uh, nine months ago, I remember when you guys broke the news on the uh, Pursuit channel when uh, Impact went to Pursuit, because I remember I was actually on hold on that one on there because that was the last show of the new year. And it was met with uh, basically how you would meet a fart in church. Fast forward nine months later to know that impact is going and how much they have made strides in advancing their product and how good impact wrestling actually has been. And to know that nine months later, now they're on access TV, which yeah, I granted, I know a lot of people don't get just at the moment. I know it's not on every cable network or cable, uh, whatever distributor, but hell, I would have told you you were crazy nine months ago, but now that that's happening with everything, I am absolutely happy. I hope that Impact gets into the professional ranking or the professional wrestling power rankings, you know, kind of like the petition I kind of made about that one, just saying. But, yeah, I would absolutely love that one, and I'm glad that Impact's there. Joe, we appreciate you staying on hold for uh, a day and a half. Good take on Impact. It seems to be a very positive day for Impact Wrestling. Jay out in Mobile, Alabama. What do you think about Impact's breaking news, brother? Oh, real quick, man. Uh, I haven't been in a hole for a day and a half, but I just appreciate getting through. I love y'all's show. I, I guess I would describe myself as a casual fan, and I just run across Busted Open about five weeks ago, and already uh, I don't like LeGrec as, as well as I do Tommy Dreamer here. <laughs> Oh, uh, and I'd like to get Tommy's like uh, I'd like to get Tommy's takes on on Lagreca's power ratings, but uh, that's that's another subject too. As far as like uh, Impact going to Access, that's so great. I've missed Impact Wrestling, even in its down years. I still, as a wrestling fan, love to watch you know just the performances. Uh, Tessa Blanchard, I'd love to talk about her a little bit, but uh, as far as like uh, Impact now being on Access. Are they really any threat to New Japan? I mean, New Japan is one of the things that really brought me back, you know, uh, to the squared circle. Uh, Jay, and I just don't see, I don't see them, you know, knocking them out of the pocket. I love Jay, being a wrestling fan now. Yes, sir. No, no, Cat, I'm sorry. I, I love being a wrestling fan nowadays. Uh, and uh, as far as, like, all these uh, casual wrestling fans like myself, uh, they're starting to take interest, too, like uh, maybe wanting to be more than just a casual fan. Uh and I wanted to touch on Tess real quick. Intergender wrestling, I love it. It just seems like it'd be a creative, like, you know, uh, 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 downfall. Uh, not downfall, but... Uh, Jay, that stuttering gimmick will never get over. <laughs> <laughs> well, forgive me. I'm from the South. Uh, but, uh, anyhow... Uh, all right, Jay, thanks for the phone call, brother. Tommy, I wanted to get your uh, take on what he said. Is, is this going to be any threat to New Japan? No, but what I think it will do will strengthen an alliance will be made for uh, New Japan and hopefully uh, Impact Wrestling because they're on the same network. And all right, that's well, how it I gotta add, 
you're talking about an alliance. New Japan and Ring of Honor have an alliance. Are you, gonna, are you saying that the New Japan and Ring of Honor alliance is going to end? I don't know that. Um, but if you're on the same network, sometimes you got to listen to what your network tells you. I don't know any of that. I don't even know. Uh, I thought the New Japan Ring of Honor thing was kind of done. I don't think they worked with each other anymore. Well, they just worked with each other in Madison Square Garden. What would make you that think was like it was months done? ago? Yeah, it was months ago. But nothing is nothing. Is, I mean, New Japan has broken off into their own. I see what you're doing there. You're trying to rub up with New Japan because of the impact thing, and and that's that, that's totally fine. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get back to the nation. Want to hear their take on Impact and its move to Access and whatever else that they want to talk I'm not, about. When, I'm not rubbing against anything except for my pants. That's when I walk. That's about it. I'm not rubbing against anything. I don't care about anybody. Let's How's that? Put, put your headphones back on. How's that rash, by the way? <laughs> Do you still have that rash going on? My ears hurt from this thing. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.